Welcome to Frequency Matters, the R from Microwave Update series. I'm Pat Hindle, and I'm here with my co-host, Eric Heim. In this episode, we're going to cover our June semiconductor-themed issue. The cover feature is Indium Phosphide HBT Technology, Advantages, Applications, and Future Directions, and that's written by authors from Keysight Technologies. The article discusses the evolution of Indium Phosphide devices and kind of looks at the future and how they'll support very high-frequency applications. Eric, what did we have for technical features? Thanks, Pat. Uh, yeah, that article from Keysight gives some excellent insight into indium phosphide, so it's definitely worth a read. Uh, in addition to that, we had an article from Yoel Intelligence, the market analysis firm, that looked at 5G base station power amplifier trends. Uh, they've got some excellent insights and forecasts for the final PA technology mix going forward uh, and the major players in that market. And it's no surprise that GAN will be capturing share, uh, but LDMOS is still hanging in there. You may, however, be surprised at some of the major players in that market. Uh, so make sure to take a look at that. Uh, we also had a nice piece from MathWorks about AI and wireless systems design. Uh, obviously, AI is a hot topic these days. And this article discusses some of the ways that AI can be used to handle the growing complexity of wireless systems as we evolve 5G towards 6G. And so we had a special guest join us today. Eric talked with Eric Olson, Global Market Manager at MiniCircuits, and he talked about the satellite market with him. So let's take a look at a clip from that now. Last time you were on with us, you talked about growth in the market for commercial satellite services or new space. Uh, maybe you can start us off by commenting on how you've seen that develop in the last couple of years. Sure. Um, well, I think generally speaking, the market has lived up to its expectations. Uh, I think today we have a very healthy ecosystem um, made up of some long established players, some some names that, that you would recognize. We also have some new players that are finding some interesting gaps in, in the current service offering to kind of pry their way into the market. I think we're also seeing some nation states who are investing to provide enhanced capabilities to what they already have, such as, as boosting critical infrastructure. There have been certainly some technical and financial hurdles in the past couple of years. Um, each, each of the companies that are, are, are sort of participating today have had their share of challenges, but but I think in overall the industry has done pretty well. I think you know increasing competition is a good thing. Uh, we'll need to see how the economics work out as as uh, competition really sets in uh, between each of the service providers. Um, I think the good news is that demand for the, the the hardware, the systems, the RF payloads, is quite robust. And that's uh, that's an excellent place for people like mini circuits as hardware providers to be, as as this market really represents uh, excellent growth opportunities for us. Eric Olson is a friend of both of ours who've worked through with over the years. So I think you enjoyed that interview, right, Eric? That's right. So uh, turning to the news, Apple announced a new multi-year, multi-billion-dollar agreement with Broadcom, and through this collaboration, Broadcom will develop five G RF components, including FBAR filters and cutting-edge wireless connectivity components. The FBAR filters will be made and designed at the several of the American manufacturing and technology hubs, including Fort Collins, Colorado, where uh, Broadcom has a major facility. 
We also had Hughes Network Systems and EchoStar Company and OneWeb announced a distribution partnership, and that agreement will provide LEO connectivity services to the global airline market. And as a worldwide OneWeb distributor, Hughes is launching a new LEO in-flight connectivity solutions powered by the company's electronically steered antennas for airlines and that will deliver fast, low latency and reliable passenger Wi-Fi. And then Mari Microwave announced that they've entered into a definitive agreement to acquire Wireless Telecom Group in a transaction that's expected to close in the third quarter of this year and is subject to approval by the shareholders. Wireless Telecom Group is comprised of the Booten, Halsworth, and Noisecom um, divisions, so they could expand Mari's test and measurement technology portfolio into the high-performance phase noise analysis, RF synthesis and signal generation and noise generation and RF power measurement. So that expands their capabilities quite a bit. Eric, what did you see in the news? Well, building on that satellite theme that you just mentioned, uh, L3 Harris was just awarded an $81 million contract to deliver a multi-orbit, multi-waveform SATCOM constellation. And while that award's not huge, it shows that this multi-orbit architecture for satellite networks is getting lots of traction. Uh, as further evidence to that, FinCom just launched a hybrid antenna system that targets in-flight connectivity applications. Uh, it's modular, and the modular is made up. The module is made up of two separate antennas to allow a mix and match of frequency bands while addressing geo and non-geo stationary satellite applications. Uh, and of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't capture at least one market forecast news item. Uh, so Del Oro Group just reported that optical transport equipment revenue growth was surprisingly strong in the first quarter of 2023. And in another positive, they're reporting that this was the first time in two years that no vendor mentioned component shortages. Uh, so that's hopefully a sign of that issue going away on a broader scale. And so uh, turning to events, uh, next week, IMS is expected to be a very busy uh, event. Registration is running at levels of the 2019 event in Boston, so it's very good. You should have quite a crowd going there. We have our online show daily page going that features news and articles, a Twitter feed, video, and podcasts, and related IMS happenings, so check that out to keep up to date on everything. There are some big announcements planned uh, for the event, so keep an eye out for those. Uh, one that I already know about is Pickering Interfaces will be unveiling the first MEMS-based Swiss matrices for testing. And these offer better uh, lifetime and better performance specs. And we did have a podcast on this subject. And the MEM switches they're using are the Menlo Micro ones. And they have up to 25 watts of power handling, which also is a little surprising to me that a little switch can really handle that much power. So check out podcast.microwavegeneral.com to uh, listen to that. And as we mentioned before, a new addition this year is an executive forum in the MicroApps Theater uh, at IMS with leading RF company executives from ADI, Corvo, Rodian Schwartz, and Keysight discussing the latest trends in technology. And registration looks very strong for this new forum. So uh, register ahead of time and come join us. Uh, so please go to ims-ieee.org and register today for IMS. And that wraps up this episode. Our sponsor is Mini Circuits a global leader in the design, manufacture, and distribution of RF and microwave components and integrated assemblies 
uh, with more than 10,000 active models. Remember, as a member of the industry, a subscription to Microwave Journal is free, so please visit our site and subscribe today if you're not already a reader. And thanks for watching, and please join us next time for another Frequency Matters.